You are listening to the Freedom Unaffiliated podcast hosted by Independence Institute. On this podcast, you'll hear from the experts at Independence Institute talk about the issues important to Colorado and how to bring some sanity to this increasingly leftist state. I'm Ben Murray, director of the Fiscal Policy Center at Independence Institute, and this November, Coloradans will be asked to vote on Proposition HH. A recent poll of registered voters shows majority support for Proposition HH right now. It's the property tax proposal that will appear on the ballot in Colorado this November. The same poll reveals that support disappears when voters learn what the measure does. Proposition HH will not reduce local property taxes. Instead, it will increase state taxes, likely ending taxpayer refunds, but only if voters approve it. With Senate Bill 23303, lawmakers referred Proposition HH to voters and they dictated the precise wording of the ballot question. The verbiage they chose paints a very different picture from what the measure would do. It begins, quote, shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, including expanding property tax relief for seniors? And then it goes on. It's easy to understand why the Coloradans polled would support the proposal after reading this. The week before Governor Polis and the Democrat-controlled legislature released their plan, property owners received notices evaluation showing projected property tax increases of 60% or more in, in some counties. It appears the state is responding by offering to reduce property taxes. That's not so. Proposition HH would not, quote, reduce property taxes, as the ballot question says. The measure would reduce the residential assessment rate by 0.065% and exempt $40,000 from a home's value for tax purposes, but those changes won't reduce property taxes. Actually, regardless of whether the measure passes or fails, property owners will see the largest property tax increase in Colorado history this year. If HH wins at the ballot, property taxes for a median home, for example, would go up about 25%. If it loses, about 32%. Or take a specific county, for example. In Douglas County, the assessor says that on average, property taxes are going to go up about 43% there. And if Proposition HH wins, they'll only go up 39%. In other words, the measure would slightly lower the increase in property taxes. In this sense, you could say that it provides a modicum of property tax relief, but no amount of mental gymnastics can justify calling it a, quote, tax reduction. But this relief, if you can call it that, will come at the cost of your taxpayer's Bill of Rights refund or your Tabor refund. The ballot question continues. I'm going to go on. It says, shall the state backfill counties, water districts, fire districts, ambulance and hospital districts, and other local governments and school districts by using a portion of the state surplus up to the Proposition HH cap as defined in this measure? Now, at first blush, that sounds good or at least benign, If the state has surplus money lying around, why not let them use it to fund fire rescue in schools? The ballot question, however, does not tell you the surplus, which is the word they use, comes from an over-collection of revenue from Colorado taxpayers. It doesn't tell you the surplus is the refund you're entitled to under Colorado law. It doesn't tell you the state needs your permission to keep that money and spend it elsewhere. And it doesn't tell you that to vote in favor of Proposition HH, is to give that consent to give up your refund. Some years, Colorado overcollects taxes. This is how this works. When that happens, the Constitution requires the state to send the surplus back to taxpayers as a refund. That's why everyone got a $750 check in the mail last summer. Joint filers got $1,500. 
State economists project these refunds will continue for the foreseeable future. Now, the primary purpose of Proposition HH is to allow the state to keep your refund money, effectively increasing your taxes. The measure is on the ballot for one reason and one reason only. This is important. The state needs your approval to keep your money. Nothing else in the measure requires voter approval. The legislature can provide property tax relief without voter approval. It can send money to schools and fire districts without voter approval. It can fund rental assistance without voter approval. But the state cannot keep your Tabor refund or raise your taxes without your approval. The media have called out the Polis administration on the bait and switch in HH. Nine News anchor Kyle Clark explained, quote, The governor proposed reducing property tax increases by using our own Tabor refunds. Now, he is right about this, and I'm glad he called him out. But it's actually worse than what he's describing here. Over the long term, Polis's plan will take far more from our Tabor refunds than it saves us in property taxes. It exponentially increases the amount of taxes the state can take and keep each year. If voters adopt Proposition HH, state taxes will increase by up to $200 billion, give or take, over the next three decades by taking away taxpayer refund dollars. Proponents of the measure will say it expires after 10 years. You might have heard this. But here's the thing. If voters approve HH, they're giving the legislature the authority to extend it indefinitely without additional voter approval after the initial 10-year period. One thing in the ballot question is true, and, I, and I, need to, I need to point this out. A portion of the state surplus, that's a quote, will fund certain local services, a portion of the state surplus. But the rest will go into the Proposition HH general fund exempt account, essentially a slush fund for all the extra tax money the state will be taking from you. The ballot question leads voters to believe counties, water districts, fire districts, ambulance and hospital districts all benefit from this tax increase. But ask yourself, why have the Colorado state fire chiefs not endorsed the measure? Why did over a dozen Colorado counties sue the state, arguing Proposition HH is unconstitutional? At best, Proposition HH throws your local governments under the bus by taking away some of their anticipated revenue increase while stuffing the state coffers with your tax refunds. In addition to increasing taxes and failing to provide real property tax relief, it transfers more money and power from your local governments to the state. So when voters learn all of this, support for the measure drops from 54% to 43%, according to that poll I mentioned earlier. Voters like what the legislature tells them Proposition HH does, but they don't like what it actually does. The poll conducted by Magellan Strategies, however, stops short of informing respondents of the full impact of HH. And this is what's so amazing. They actually put HH in a more positive light than what's really, really true, that this Magellan poll. And yet support still disappears when people learn about what Magellan tells them. Here's what they don't, they don't tell them. So for example, in the section of the poll educating respondents on various effects, the pollster repeats the statement seen in the ballot question that HH expands property tax relief for seniors. Respondents are more likely to support the measure after the pollster explains this. But this characterization of the policy impact isn't entirely accurate. The alleged expansion of the senior homestead exemption is the same $40,000 exemption granted to all homeowners under the measure, and it comes nowhere close to offsetting the tax increase homeowners and seniors will experience this year. The pollster also told respondents, quote, if Proposition HH is approved, annual property tax payments may still rise, but by smaller amounts and not as quickly. This would be new information to somebody who only read the ballot question, which indicates HH would reduce property taxes. It's good that they say it would actually 
still result in a property tax increase. So when the pollster explains that the measure will not reduce property tax payments, support for the measure obviously falls. But even this understates how unhelpful the measure is to homeowners. Not only does the measure fail to reduce property taxes or even keep them stable, but it also does nothing to prevent large property tax increases in the future. After an initial reduction in the increase in taxes, HH allows property tax bills to grow just as quickly as they would without the measure. Taxes will continue to rise with property values just as they do now. In other words, there's nothing to prevent another 40% increase in property taxes next time there's a bull market in housing that increases home values by 40%. So to prevent this increase, the kind of increase we're seeing now, the state would need to create a mechanism that pushes property taxes down as home values rise. You would need to push the rate down as values rise. Proposition HH guarantees no such protection. Supporters of the measure might point out that the measure includes a provision to cap property tax revenue increases at the local level, but it gives each local government the authority to eliminate that cap unilaterally without additional voter approval. The state constitution contained a mechanism to keep property taxes in check until voters repealed it in 2020 with Amendment B. That was the Gallagher Amendment. As with Proposition HH, the legislature crafted the extremely misleading ballot language for Amendment B, which repealed the Gallagher Amendment, and voters approved it. Repealing that constitutional mechanism led to the current property tax crisis. It brought rates up to the current 6.765%, whereas under Gallagher, they'd be closer to 45 or 5%. Now, those politicians who created this crisis also wrote the ballot question that voters will see, the misleading ballot question. But the nonpartisan state employees at Legislative Council staff have the opportunity here to tell the truth about Proposition HH in the Blue Book. This is the voter information booklet that goes out to all registered voters. And they deserve credit for their work on the first few drafts. Unfortunately, whatever the nonpartisan staff writes is subject to review by a partisan legislative committee chaired by Senate President Steve Finberg, who authored Proposition HH. Two of the three prime sponsors of the bill also sit on the committee, and a majority of the committee either co-sponsored or voted in favor of it. Nonetheless, it's unlikely the committee will have the two-thirds majority necessary to make any major changes to the language submitted by Ledge Council. That means the nonpartisan staff has an even greater duty to explain to voters that the single largest effect of Proposition HH is to increase state taxes by taking away taxpayer refunds. They should state clearly that this effect is the one and only reason it is appearing before voters this November. Those points should be the first and second bullets in their top-line summary of the measure in the Blue Book. Remember, when people know what Proposition HH does, they don't like it. So go and tell your friends and neighbors what HH does. Help educate the public. Because this is bad for taxpayers. It's going to increase your taxes by billions of dollars. But we know that people will vote to protect their own interests if they know what this thing does. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freedom Unaffiliated podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like and consider sharing it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch our newest episodes. For more content from Independence Institute, go to thinkfreedom.org. Thanks for listening.